Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today is going to be a very fun day. Topic that I enjoy a lot. We're talking about systems uh, for ourselves, for our businesses, and talking about customer journey as well. Um, because when you're a solopreneur or you're running a small business, especially as a solopreneur, co content creator, coach, whatever it is, you most likely are wearing a lot of different hats. Sometimes it can feel like you're spinning your wheels. Uh, and that is where today's guest comes in. Today I have Jesse Gary and she's going to have a conversation with me and dive into organizing your business so that you can really focus on what you do best, which is whatever really you want to focus on, but it's most likely just running your business and doing the things that you truly enjoy. So Jesse, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so very much for like the great intro. I'm, I'm excited about this conversation today. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped about this. This is like the the secret sauce I feel to business of what everybody should really know. And kind of what we were talking about before is that when it comes to like the businessy stuff, people are like reluctant and like, uh, I don't really know. So I think our goal for today is to make it so that stuff is fun because mm -hmm. it's something you can't really avoid. So let's make it fun today. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. And I think too, like when we do that, then it's less daunting as to like, how do I get to my next goal? How do I hit to mm -hmm. my next level? Because it's not so mysterious. It's like very like factual. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you have the right kind of systems in place, like that's, that's what I help people build too. It's just, we probably do it in a bit of a different way. I don't know everything about your business, but, um, I think having a system is it's everything and the way that people experience your business from the moment they first discover you till the time where they have like they buy. And then even afterwards, after they buy, like the whole customer journey is super, super important and being able to automate that. So you can be hanging on the beach, take two weeks off to go travel wherever you want. Like your business is still working for you. Like that's the dream. And that's what this stuff that we're talking about today allows you to do. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that it doesn't have to feel so mysterious because I feel like it can feel that way when we're like, oh, how does this, how am I able to not do everything manually in my business. <laughs> like, so crazy. <laughs> like I think that people feel like it's has this mystification mm -hmm. and it's really not as um unspoken, you know, as someone would think it is. Right. Yeah. And it, I, I was talking with someone of who actually specialized in like systems and automations and that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. she said that she still had clients that would do everything manually. Like if someone bought a course from them they would like give them the course manually. I'm like, how do you not have like basic automations? But people just like, yeah, they think it's intimidating or they say it's, oh, it's a tech. I just don't know. So yeah, let's, let's crush these today. Um, yes. Jesse, tell me about a time when this all became very relevant to you and you're like, I have to figure something else out in my own life. And then how that time ultimately led you to helping other people. Yeah. So before I started doing what I do now, I actually was an event planner and I was really in a position where I saw that I was getting more clients. However, I was looking at the fact that I was not increasing my revenue per se. It was, it felt like I was always churning. And I was like, why is it like, I feel like I'm busier, <laughs> but it, I don't really see that there's this growth. So mm -hmm. I had that aha moment of like, okay, there has to be a better way of running this. Um, and then when I was realizing that more mistakes were happening, because often people are like, I want my business to increase. I want to get more sales. I want to grow. I want to hit this next goal. Fantastic. Great goals. 
Um, but how is this possible with how I'm currently doing things? And it hit me that doing things the way I was doing it, I was automatically always going to be my own cap because I could not scale without more mistakes, which costs you money. So yes, you're making more money, but I'm paying it back because I'm having <laughs> to do credits. Um, so that was that moment for me that it just really opened my eyes that if I want to build my business to hit a certain level, the way that it was operating just could not happen um, without me losing my sanity, um, having people quit all the time, right. or, or just really having a bad reputation because people weren't sure what they were going to get based off of how much work I actually had going on at that time period. Yeah. No, that's a lot. How were you kind of feeling when, when you kind of were like thinking this of like, oh my God, like this is like your reputation is on the line and that kind of stuff. And I, I guess, yeah, I'd kind of like to know a bit more about like the feeling that you actually felt in that moment. It, I felt stress. I felt stress, but then um, I also felt defensive at moments about mm. it. I've been through like my whole entire, like, and I think with entrepreneurship, one of the things we learn is that um, certain challenges aren't intended to break us or anything like that. Those are things we have to grow through and learn through. Um, so my, I wish I could tell you my immediate re response was something amazing, positive, and no. should be. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it's like it's their fault. They should have known that I, you know, I, I was, I was always defensive. Um, and then going through um, a personal development seminar, I realized that I was running away from what was mm. going on right. compared to looking at, okay, these things happened. That doesn't mean that the business is failing. It doesn't mean that the idea you have is not working. There's something to learn at learn through it. I just have to shift my perspective. So mm. that's when I had to, sh I started really looking at embracing when something went wrong um, and stop looking at it as something negative. And I really shifted it to seeing it as an opportunity to learn mm. like, or grow, I call it character growing seasons. Right. Yeah. So I was all, I was in a character growing season. So when things weren't happening and clients weren't um, necessarily the happiest instead of avoiding, because that would be a thing I either would know you're not going to tell me I was either like proving myself or I just retreated because I didn't want to face the what I perceived as the judgment for something not working well. And I think that that can be common in service as well as digital spaces where some people I see, I, I've seen personally you know, on social platforms where someone's venting on their Instagram stories. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's one, not the place to do that because mm -hmm. your clients are seeing this. And then two, what could you do to make sure that this doesn't happen in the future. So like, that's what these things help with teaching us is like, okay, how do I make this better? So I hope that really answers your question because that I, I wish I could tell you I responded in a great way. No, no, that's perfect. I don't want you to because it's not realistic. <laughs> and it, no, I think the reason I ask is because like a lot of people can just relate to it a lot more and be like, oh crap, that's like me. And maybe just what you shared is huge of like, sometimes you just need to kind of, I'm huge on let's slow down and ask better questions and be more strategic with what yeah. we're trying to accomplish. Because if what you're doing just isn't working and you've been doing it for a certain period of time, be it months or years, even it's like, okay, hopefully it gets sooner, but it's yeah. like, okay, I have to do something different that 
works for me and maybe not just works for other people. Cause you could see someone else who's just rushing and grinding and like, they seem like they're making it work, but they're like a total different type of person than you are. And I think it's really important that our systems that we create in our business, uh, that they match us as the business owner. Cause I think that's going to help us stay consistent, which is why I've really fallen in love with the business model that I teach. And I just learned, you know, and it's like system heavy, but like, like making YouTube videos, for example, I see a lot of people who, because the goal is to like get discovered and then get people onto your email list. And then once they opt into your email list, that triggers automations that can build a relationship and ultimately offer products in a nutshell. But what I like about like YouTube, an example, is that you could post a YouTube video and three years down the road, it's still working for you. And like, I, I was watching the mentor that I learned this from Graham Cochran. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video from him yesterday, just like a podcast episode. And I was like, it's so crazy that like I'm watching this and Graham has a certain energy when he filmed it. That's just like the carbon copy of him and it's just running. And it's like, he yeah. could be doing anything right now. And I was like, that's what people are doing with my business too. And like, that's what people can be doing with anybody's business, you know? Yeah. Cause I like Justin Welsh is another example. He does crazy high numbers. He does like million dollar business. And it's just him. I think he just hired an assistant recently. Um, but he posts every single day on LinkedIn and he has to write mm -hmm. out all these little pieces of content. Granted, he likes writing. So the system yeah. really works well for him and he schedules things out because he's smart instead of writing an article every day. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just like, I think you have to really play to your, to your strengths. And I, I think people know too, like, like I did for a while, like I wanted to make YouTube videos for so long. Cause I just see like that is an alignment with me. Mm -hmm. but I didn't do it. Cause I was like scared. Um, did you have like this feeling of like, I know I need to automate your business more, or is it more of like delegating? And did you kind of just like have that similar kind of realization where it's like you were scared to do it? And what were kind of the fears that you had that kind of kept you back from doing it? Yeah. I, I think it's natural to have fears, especially when it's something outside of your comfort zone. Um, and it's, funny that you mentioned about even with YouTube, like I had that same barrier mm. with me doing um, my YouTube channel and sharing with people, because I think it's one of those things that um, it's learning how to knowing why I'm doing something. So mm. that's something I would say when it comes to creating a system is that if we're not aware of what could be the potential result, then that keeps us from actually getting started. So if it's a computer system, like a CRM, then yes, it's like, why do I learn this system? It's going to be something else that's going to cost me. Like they're so focused, when someone I speak to is so focused on like that initial, mm -hmm. not the possibility of that result by implementing this new platform, they won't get it. Like I'll have some people like, well, what can I use? That's a free system. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, that there are some free, but right. often it's going to cost you something. Mm -hmm. So is that worth nineteen dollars? <laughs> you know, so yeah. for it's, it's most times it's not. I was like, I didn't even think about that. Or and even when it comes to doing YouTube content, if someone's still stuck on you know, getting started, but not understanding that this is a way that they can market their business or like understanding what their target audience, what will happen is that they will create reasons, you know, for that person with a computer system is the $19 where when it comes to creating YouTube content, it might be them saying to themselves, well, I got to buy this 
thousand dollar um camera no that's not the reality of it but when we're allowing ourselves to get stopped by that initial step it Mm. won't really allow us to see what potential result can come from us stepping out there Mm. okay so what kind of advice do you have for us to get over that if the fear is like i have to get a thousand dollar piece of equipment or something like that um what do you kind of say to speak to that I would always say like, it's good to just start with where, what you have, where you are. And then the only way you get better at it is by doing it. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> like when it comes to course creation, to YouTube videos, to even doing emails, because I, we're always evolving. Like when I look at some of my original workflows, mm-hmm. they're not like, like, I'm what like was oh I doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and, and I think that there's this, this false narrative of there's this arrival when in reality, if you're continuing to grow and your business continues to grow, you're never really arriving. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to keep learning through it. So when you are in that position, I would say, continue to allow yourself the space to learn. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up for things that are done, quote unquote, not the best. But if you stay in it, then there's no way of actually getting better. Yeah. Well, I think that's what does stop people from really succeeding is like the fear of failure when like you can't escape failure. First and foremost, you have to have that resilience to readjust your path. And I always think about the, just the analogy of like a rocket taking off. I think I explained this to you when I was on your uh, little interview of like, it takes a lot of energy just to get it going, which is like mustering up the courage to start sending a weekly email to your list you know, or start making YouTube videos or whatever it is. And then just like trying to stay consistent with that because a rocket fails its way to the moon. So it's on its way, takes all this energy to get going. And then it's doing these micro adjustments to, you know, fail its way. And it's pretty much just like always off course, but it like slightly adjusts to get kind of back on course. And that's off again. Like that's just like the best analogy I can think of with entrepreneurship and anything really that we want to pursue if it's getting in shape too it's like you just kind of start with okay i'm going to start going to a gym and then you meet someone they're like oh try this diet thing you're like okay i'm going to try this and then it's like okay that's not really what i wanted and then you kind of just ebb and flow until you find that thing that works for you but i think that people just get so wrapped up and like i have to get it perfect every time i'm guilty of that too i still struggle with that i have to catch myself but i've been doing it for so long now that i I just know like i'm just going to start just keep it simple and I'll figure it out as I go because I know that what I want is the end goal. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly because even with getting into the system side of my life, um, when people started coming to me to actually set up their systems, I I was an av- I I would always tell people because I'm really big on boundaries. So mm-hmm. like if I don't want to do something, I'll say no. You know, like I'm very clear about those things. But when I have friends that would come to me saying, Jesse, you should really think about doing this. You're really good at this. This comes to you naturally. I'm like, mm. I don't do that. Mm. Sorry. And it was like, but you do. I was like, nope, I don't do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, but then one day it was like, let me just see. Mm. And so like, I'm grateful that something that I thought I wasn't able to do because I was comparing what I thought. And now, you know, knowing that I actually did have the skill sets that were there. And Mm. I think that when we are in that fearful space, sometimes we can minimize who we are, what we do have, what are our strengths. It might not look like someone else's, but at least we can, if we honor who we are 
and what gifts we do have, the only way you can get better is moving forward. So Mm -hmm. like, that's something that I had to even embrace with learning about setting up systems. Granted, growing up, I was in computer programs. I was like, now it's all sexy, you know, to be in IT world. But like in the 80s and 90s, I mean, I, it just was not the thing. So I didn't really embrace it as much as I could have. Um, people thought I should have, but I didn't. So it wasn't like I've been this person that's not tech savvy, but I had wore the identity of being an event planner for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So now you're asking me to do something that's not events. I Mm -hmm. automatically forgot what I have learned. And the things that were like my core belief or my core functions and skills. So I think if anyone is listening to this, if there might be something that you may think that you cannot do, I feel like everything in our life is like giving us um, experiences or exposures Mm. that helps us with preparing for the next level in our journey. So it might not look like someone else's, but chances are you've had, it could have been sales calls at your previous, you know, your previous employer or I mean, there's so many different things that people experience in their career. Um, and it might not look like what you want to do, but you learn something from those experiences to help you with moving forward. Yeah, I love that. So let's get into some more of the um like the real tactics of systems. I feel like even mm-hmm. systems is like, what what is a system? <laughs> how do I how do, <laughs> how do I go about like doing this? You know? So um what is a system and how can we start to I guess, create our own and identify what we need to actually systematize in our business. To me, I always say that a system is going to be your entire client, like experience, like Mm. the client journey. journey. So yeah, yeah, the entire client journey. So it's from someone finding you on social, be it YouTube, Instagram, or maybe it might be out at a networking event. Like there has to be some type of structure to it. And (laughs) having a system, what happens, what I believe happens is that it takes a lot of the guesswork out so that it happens organically. Everyone gets the same experience. So that gives you the freedom too to not stress about what to do next or what hasn't happened or what should be happening. Mm. Cool. So how can we start to, I love that. I love the whole topic of like customer journeys, but how can we start to I guess from scratch or from like the listener right now could be like, I'm like just kind of getting into this game. How can we start to like identify what we need to systematize and kind of distinguish what to do first? So I always tell people the first part of even creating a system is to actually know who you're serving because Mm -hmm. the expectation level is going to be different from program to program, client to client. So I always have people start with one, their niche and their service, Mm -hmm. because that helps you of understanding what type of communication, the type, the level of expectation for a barbecue food truck Mm-hmm. It's going to be different than like a coach <laughs> yeah. creating content. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so we have to know like really who are we looking to serve because that helps you have one, one knowing like what platforms do I need to be on? Like what kind of email marketing? How am I going to be doing mm-hmm. lead gen? What platform should I be using? Verbiage. Right. Like all of that starts based off of you understanding your clients. So I always tell people start looking and having as much clarity as possible about who you're looking to serve. Yeah. And I think that 
that's really big, especially like in the world of like content coaching, that kind of stuff. Um, what I have learned over the years is like, you know, people want to build like a YouTube channel and you want to find topics that people are searching for in these search engines. You can find so many different topics and it's really easy just using the search bar alone or like people yeah. also ask on Google. Um, but what's important though, is to think about the entry point that your audience is coming from. For example, I talked with a, a woman, we were talking about this more and she kind of like made me have this aha moment of this. Um, but basically like you as the creator or the coach or expert could know a lot about any given topic. Let's say it's like writing a book, for example, you know, about all the extra stuff that you've learned over the years, the advanced stuff, but you help people who are getting started. So they don't know anything about this advanced stuff yet. And your yeah. course can deliver that your coaching, your services, whatever, but you have to think like, okay, the customer journey is like this person starting from ground zero in this example, I have to create content that the ground zero person is typing into YouTube or into the search bar to mm -hmm. find that. So they can, I can meet them where they're at and having that empathy with that person, putting yourself in those shoes. Cause like, they're not going to type like how to, you know, some advanced term, they're going to be like, how do I like write a book? You know, how do I start to yeah. write a book step by step? And that's the kind of content that you would have to create because that's the entry point. And then from there, they can be like, oh, this, this person's really cool. I like what they're talking about. And that's where like our opt-in comes in that we can offer inside the YouTube video for this example is like, hey, I'll give you like, um, you know, my five steps to write a book in less than 30 days and write mm -hmm. and publish your book. And they're like, oh, that's a cool piece of content. And then they opt in. That's like now they're learning more. And that's kind of like mapping out that customer journey. Yeah. And, and like by knowing that about and having clarity of who that is, it makes it easier to even create the content yeah. because I remember when, you know, before I started even doing event planning, weird, my, my whole journey is, you know, it's not weird. It all, it all is beautifully pieced together, <laughs> but <laughs> I used to work in corporate sales. Uh -huh. And so I have a big, like fortune 500, like business level background so sop crms like all of right. those things naturally come to me but if i say those words to the average small business owner mm -hmm. it's going to be like i'm speaking a foreign language so when i stepped into this new part of my life i had to learn what verbiage and jargon actually resonates because i can and, and also understanding what are those pain points that they're facing. Because if you don't know those pain points, even when it comes to course creation or service creation, package creation, mm -hmm. marketing, if, if you aren't able to find exactly or identify exactly what are their pain points, they won't even know that you're talking to them about pain because they don't realize that that's painful. So like when I'm talking about service to service-based business owners, it's important to optimize, like I say, streamline your optimize, like streamline and optimize your workflow. Mm -hmm. They're like- Jargon? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? Like, um, I'm not supposed What's a to workflow? be using- Yeah. I use Excel spreadsheet for everything. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like that's their world. So it's learning one, how are you going to um, inform them in a way that they're now aware of that pain point and then how you are providing them that solution. And that's even in service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. Like 
if a copywriter, there there has to be pain points. If you're doing graphic design, it's not just creating this kind of photo, or if you're creating a course, there still has to be a pain point. It's not always about us. And I think that sometimes in entrepreneurship, that's where we, we feel like it's about us all the time and reality is about our clients. So the clearer we are about our clients' pain points, then it helps us with creating a journey that's solving it Mm -hmm. educating them. And if we know how deep that barrier is, it also helps us with understanding how much longer it might take that client to actually convert. If it's a small problem, it's easier to pull the trigger. If right. it's something that's a little bit more deeper that requires, um, uh, I, I feel like more intensive type of copywriting, we know that it's going to take two, three, four, five months or five touch points before they even convert to anything, just depending on what right. we offer them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, in a nutshell, like that's the the system that I work on with people and what I've learned. It's just like, it can apply to many different industries, but like if you make YouTube content, every time you offer a lead magnet, you get discovered on YouTube, but, but it could be any platform. As long as you're offering a lead magnet, you put that yeah, lead magnet everywhere. And the way you mm -hmm. make a good one is by doing customer research. For example, Greg Faxon, friend and coach of mine, uh, he helps coaches get more coaching clients and he created a lead magnet because that's his audience. And what's their biggest challenge? How do I get my first client? Where do I find clients? That's the big question. Where's my next client coming from? So he made a really simple document knowing this pain point that the majority of people face called 21 ways to find potential clients. And it's mm. a gated piece of content. That's like three pages long of bullet points with a little description and that is what he created as a lead mag. So it's super simple. And I love that example. I, sh I share it all the time. Props to Greg. Um, but like if people see that, they find you online, whether it's Instagram or whatever, that's like their entry point with you. Then they see this lead magnet, like I'm struggling to get clients. Where do I find clients? 21 ways. I didn't even know that many, you know, and then they opt yeah. in. As soon as they opt in, that's where like the automation triggers. And typically I help people build a five day sequence. So talking, this all ties in, I, I swear, but you're mm -hmm. talking about like touch points where people discover you, they could watch a couple pieces of your content for a while. Every time they watch a piece of content, that's a touch point. And then they opt in. That's another touch point. And then they read your lead magnet. That's a touch point. But then you have like five emails and each day they send out a new email that's automated. That's another touch point, every single one that's building off of each other. And then it leads to be like, hey, by the way, I have like a course or you can book a call with me and we can dive deeper into this. And they're like, okay, now I've built a bit more trust, trust with this person. It takes time to refine it. But like, I want you, the listener, to start to realize like, this is how systems work in a creator business and a coaching business. This is what I've learned, what I have gotten better at over the years. I'm not the master. I'm just incredibly obsessed with everything related to this style of system. So that's what I help people with. And um, I'd love to hear from you because you help people with a lot of different service based kind of businesses. Um, like you said, someone having like a brick and mortar or like a barbecue restaurant or something like that. Can you tell me a story of a client of yours that had no systems and then what systems you put into their business and how they came out on the other end? Yeah. So one of my first clients was a DJ and for him, he was, he worked still a full-time job. And so mm -hmm. he was like, I need to have something that's going to be able to help people learn about my business without me always having to take breaks at work to answer people's phone calls. Right. So we always created, on. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we set up a workflow for him so that whenever someone's inquiring about his services, they'll be able to learn about him, get some FAQs, see the pricing for his services, and then they actually make their own custom um, proposal. And what he ended up finding out is that through this one, anyone he's talking to, they're not just cold leads, they're actually warm leads. And mm -hmm. then he's also finding that more people are booking multiple packages because he was only thinking that everyone knows everything that I do, and which mm -hmm. is often what service-based businesses kind of fall short because um, with content creators, they typically have opt-in pages and re-upsell pages. And, mm -hmm. you know, like you're going to see everything that's in my... Right. <laughs> my product offering where for service-based business, oh, you reached out to me because you want this. Okay, great. I just tell you this price. And then that's it. We don't do a lot of that upselling. So what he ended up finding is that he was getting higher bookings mm. because of people not knowing all the things that, that he actually offered. So mm. he was able to get the higher bookings. He was able to have more qualified leads that were actually taking up his time, which meant that he was making more money, even though he still has a full, like a really well-paid full-time job. So then he looks professional, mm -hmm. shows up powerfully and provides great service without creating breakdowns in his own bit, in his own work, like full-time schedule. Right. So what were these kind of workflows that you, that you like helped him build? Cause like, again, workflows, people are like, wait, what's a workflow? Like, how does this yeah. work? So what was the kind of like sequence of workflows more granular that you helped this guy with? So usually I always recommend for service-based businesses to have some type of informational brochure that goes to their, their client that, because you just have some people that are just um, hoarding information. Mm -hmm. So the way that I had his workflow go is that people are getting the information from him and on their last page, based off of seeing what some of the introductory packages are, they can schedule that consultation. Mm -hmm. I build in follow-up emails because again, service-based businesses, they fall through the cracks on, did I call this client? Where are they at? Like mm -hmm. we just forget all of those things. So building in follow-ups, even before someone purchases from you, because Real in real life, we all are getting pulled in different directions. You know, a mom can be having her kid running around and I read, you know, I picked up my email and I was about to schedule a consultation, but then my child is destroying something in the house and I sure. totally forget to come back. Right. And then we thinking like, oh, these people aren't serious. No, life happened. You didn't follow up with them and someone else did. And now they got your client. Mm -hmm. So we have the follow-ups. We also send the proposals. And then again, follow us for that. Then we, I love to build in like reiteration messages as well. Mm -hmm. So that again, you're touching point to educate people on like, what did they purchase? Yes, it might make, it may seem like common sense, but you'll be surprised how many people forget what they, <laughs> what they, what they chose to purchase from you and mm -hmm. what it actually includes. And then I believe that most service-based businesses should have some informational tip sheet. Yeah. Because that helps with feel, it could be the welcome email, you know, for coaches where you're giving people boundaries as to like, what are the ways to communicate me, my office hours, like there has to be some type of communication. Um, and then of course, we're going to have, depending on the, the lead time for us executing, then I feel like there should be some additional touch points. And then for people that actually physically provide a service and they have to go somewhere, I'm big on having uh, questionnaires that are reiterating like, who's the person I'm supposed to speak to? Uh, what, where I'm supposed to be meeting them? What time mm. can I get access to this? Like things that like happen. FA, FAQs. Yeah, because again, everyone, our clients are coming to us because we're the expert. They won't know, let's say for the DJ, 
to communicate to him or like there is there electric you'd be surprised I, in my 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 experience i've had people book types of services that require electric and they didn't even check to see if there was electric in the space outside <laughs> wow <laughs> like i've had outdoor movie nights booked where there's no power oh my where God. we are and, and so we're gonna do a play instead is that okay <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. you know but they don't know what they don't know so this mm. is where when we're building out our workflow we're helping to one make our lives easier so anytime in your workflow if you ever felt if you ever taught yourself they should have known they mm. they did not know Right. And what are you going to do to ensure that they do know in the future? Right. So that's what I always recommend. Yeah, I'd rather have it be like the person reading it be like, of course there's power. Like, what are you talking about? And not have to respond to it than then be like, had no idea that you needed that or something. It's like, yeah. just add it in there just to make sure. Especially in like an automated system. I think it's so, so important. Because I'm assuming all of this is automated. Yeah, that you help it's people. all automated. Yeah. So like the brochure is an, like basically a lead magnet kind of. It's like a digital download yeah. that you send to them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all triggered. Right. Yeah. And that's like, that is where people get like, oh man, like, like struggled with, but that's where it comes back to like the rocket analogy. Like you just have to kind of start and figure it out, you know, like yeah. either hire someone to help you with it, you know, like Jesse or myself, I help people with that. It's a huge challenge is like the, the tech challenge, um, or just like learn it online because the information is there. What tool do you typically recommend to people? Do you have one or is there a couple different tools that you recommend? Um, there's different tools I recommend depending on the business. Right. Um, I am a HoneyBook certified pro. So a lot of my clients I do direct on to HoneyBook and that's great for anyone from coaches to event professionals to have a doula client. So I, I have everything that's in there. Um, it's not great for POS. So if someone has like a POS or if you're doing like a Kajabi, like a course, that is not that kind of platform. So it just depends on what someone's service is, but I am certified in HoneyBook. Is that what you, the tool you use with the DJ? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. I use Honey, HoneyBook for him. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's just one example. I like Kajabi, but it just makes sense for my type of clients and my type yeah. of business. So you do have to kind of, you know, ebb and flow and kind of figure out like which tools to use and try different tools too. Cause like I tried so many different tools until I was like, oh, Kajabi's like, in my opinion, the best tool for what mm -hmm. I do. HoneyBook, it's for you, you know, for the majority of people that you work with anyway, it sounds like. Yeah. So awesome. Okay. That, that, this is, has been a lot of fun. Um, Jesse, where can people learn more about you and connect with you? Yeah. So my platform is called green eyed ambition. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. That's also my website, www.greeneyedambition.com. Cool. We'll put links down in the description too. So definitely check out Green Eyed Ambition and check her out on Instagram for sure. All those links will be right down there. Uh, Jesse, I have one more question for you. Sure. Based on your career and everything you learned to this point, what do you wish that someone would have told you early on? Never stop learning and stop running away from challenges. Wow. Simple to the point. I love it. And it's no, it's, it's so, so true. Yeah. It just ties into everything we're kind of talking about here. Like if you want to have systems, you like the DJ story or examples that I even shared, then like, you know, you have to find some way that it can work and know that it's possible and then just like do it. That's how I was able to like create 
multiple online courses and that kept failing and I just kept doing it. And people asked me like, how'd you keep doing that? Like, why, why don't you just give up? And it's like, because I knew the potential of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's just like, for some reason, really magnetizing me to it. And it's really right. in alignment. So I'm going to figure it out. And I just kept doing it. And then I did. So I love that. I think it's so true. You just have to keep learning. Never give up basically. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Love it. It will happen. Yeah. Yep. Be willing to fall on your face. That's it. Uh, okay, cool. So we're going to, we're going to close it out today for the listener. Please just take that one idea. I hope you got a lot of nuggets from today's lesson and what Jesse shared. Uh, check out Jesse for sure. Especially if you're having trouble in your service-based business, you want to free up more time so you can focus more on DJing or coaching or whatever it is that you do want to do and, um, take one thing from this, apply it, take action on it, and we will see you in the next one.